We're not doing Facebook this time. We'll okay. just do um, just do audio only. So for listeners, welcome back. We're back with Hendo, Gus, Hi. me, and Eddie. And this is about the beer we're choosing for the ABAs, which I have had nothing to do with. So I'm gonna not do a whole lot of talking. <clears throat> doing some listening. But you guys have gotten together between the last episode and now, and actually tasted some of the beers. And I think someone took notes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, we got together. Uh, at the bar, I think it was last Friday. Friday, it was a week before. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we wanted to go through all of the beers and categorise them in the classes that uh, the AIBAs, uh, the entry classes for AIBAs, because a very common mistake for brewers to have a style that's written on the label or the decal um, and sort of thinking with your heart and not your head as to what, Actual style, style actually guideline is. actually is, and uh, there's a couple of beers in your lineup which were quite interesting ones. So, that's so do you remember did. anything from this conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just it was strictly we wrote, it, we wrote it all down. <laughs> that's yeah. how we remember. So Eddie wrote it all down. <laughs> Gubsy and I we just drank we just beers, drank. And, and that was all good. So we're going to be leaning on Eddie a bit yeah. today. It was, um, it was really fun because we got to like <laughs> obviously the first fun part was just drinking beer, but second one was like going back through and looking at each style that we kind of thought that it would fit into and and sometimes finding that it was something completely out of field. Because we did it field. separately. Well, yeah, we did it individually right. and came back ah. with our results and said, this is what style I think Beach House should and go in. About. And talked and about And so, yeah. you know, for those who, who've not familiar with the AIBAs uh, and how they work, so basically... Um, how, how a beer is judged is you have there's about 140 to 160 odd different style guidelines from the Brewers Association. So if you go to brewersassociation.org, you can get all of the style guidelines there. And uh, a judge doesn't see your beer. All that happens is um, a judge has a beer with a like a entry number and a booklet with the the beer style and they're given a flight of beers along that style it might be you know dozen odd at a time it can be up to 60 odd in a day Um, and you basically have a beer some words that describe the style that that beer has been entered into and you have to evaluate it against that style and then if there's any noticeable faults in the beer so what did you do with your tasting session here did you do that yeah so what we did is we we went first we went away separately because we didn't want to influence each other and um uh the idea of of having a little bit of a separate introspective look at the different beers was um trying to find a a style class some words that actually match each of the beers and also um taking a bit of reflective time out to see if there's any really obvious faults in the beers mm-hmm. as well and because we've got time you know uh, to to make changes to process and that sort of thing between now and when um uh the beers have to be so exhibits have to be submitted so it's getting tight though isn't it like some some beers we would have brewed already that we're submitting potentially potentially yeah so um, Beach House and Pink Mist, we may not brew again before the awards, so we need to decide whether we, we feel like this, this batch is going to hold up till then mm. or we, we leave it out. Yeah. 
So, so entries are open now. They're open until I think it's around the 25th of March. But your exhibits don't have to be in until the end of April. Yeah, because it's not obviously not practical to brew no. five batches in a week just so they're all ready for the AIBA. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice to. <laughs> we don't have that much flexibility on our schedule. No, no so that's how do right. We, how do we decide if? At, at this point, because when did you say the entry's closed? 25th, 24th of March? To, yeah, 25th of March or something like that. Yeah, so that's what... So we, two weeks we wait away. until the, the last the day. The last day. You enter on the la- You yeah. put your entry in on the last day. Yep. You'll, because by that time, Govs, you'll have uh, a better idea as to how his schedule's going to be looking for April and what's going to come out of the tank in April. And also, you'll be able to make a fair judgment as to how, the, how any beers that have already been produced are mm. going to hold up. Yep. All right. Cool. So where did yeah. you get to with the right? Well, with the notes, we do. I'll, I'll let you lead with this, uh, Eddie, because you've got all the notes there. So let's just go through each of the beers, and we can have a bit of a chat about them, and then what um, style we, we decided it was going to be. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Beach House was the first one we we looked at. Um, we've put it into category seventeen G saison. That's my notes. That. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same category that we were, we came bronzing last year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that nice was and, nice and descriptive there. For me, this was like a really easy one. Um, it just felt like it fitted into that French Belgian saison style. It probably didn't fit anywhere else. Yeah, and that was the other thing. It was nothing else kind of fit that mold for me. Um, so that was the only style I. It wasn't easy for me because the day before Hendo said. I got a. I think I got a good category for He's beach just house. With you. So I, I did, like, and I did that. <laughs> so I looked at every category except I, this one. I <laughs> did that on purpose. So this was a really interesting one. So what I got with with beach house is, it is a pretty clean fermented um, saison, um, and um, it's also really interesting because it's got. It actually has some characteristics which are the same as the Australian pale ale class. Now, this, this is actually a very interesting class. It's, um, it's rarely offered outside of the AIBAs. Um, and um, if it, to, to use for, for the listeners out there, um, Australian pale ale is kind of like what you would call the, the Cooper's mm. class. Okay, it's a style of beer that's uniquely Australian. You don't see it made that much outside of Australia, and therefore, uh, and this being an Australian competition, naturally, you obviously want to have that style of beer judged. Now, it's a really interesting um, uh, style because Beach House almost matches it. It matches it with respect to its colour, the ABV, the bitterness, all of the technical. Um, um, you know, specifications around that style, Beach House actually meets that style. So it's and just the yeast that... Well, no, see, that's irrelevant. Exactly. So so the, the, the style description actually uh, calls for uh, some estuary, some fruity estuary yeast-derived notes, which Beach House obviously does being a um um uh, being being a saison but it's interesting dan you, you actually mentioned yeast that's actually irrelevant right. right because it doesn't matter what you put into your beer um it's actually Matters does this taste. beer match these right. words yeah and so in a lot of respects beach house actually matches that style 
pretty closely, except for one thing. It actually uh, is 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 one of the yeast derived characteristics that Beach House has is a little bit of spicy mm. phenolic character, yeah. um, which is synonymous with that 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 strain of yeast that you guys use here. And that was the one thing that sort of made me go, yeah, nah, let's let's not do that. It was very very yeah. close, but um, but it was. Um, not quite a match. And it's very hard to take you seriously when you sound very smart, but Gubbs is pouring beer out of a kettle. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's just... Brewer's tea. There'll be some photos of that. Crashed. Uh, oh, no. So it was a close match, but not quite. And yeah. so when you go back and look through um, the French uh, Saison style... Where do we go here? It's really interesting. So, oh, yeah, here we go. Australian-style pale ale. Um, so I've got the Brewers, um, the, the BA style guideline here, and basically I'll give you a really abridged version of it. it says uh, Australian style pale ale is a light amber to light brown. Chill or hop haze may be evident. A hop aroma is often reminiscent of tropical fruit, such as mango, passion fruit, and other tropical fruit character. Intensity can be low to medium high. Malt character is perceived low to medium. Caramel candy sweetness. Actually, this is not the right That's one. That's not the one. That's actually that's actually the BA interpretation of it, and this is where you can get really caught out. So the actual style description of this is actually in the AIBA handbook, yeah. the booklet, the entry yeah. booklet. And one of the that's things I wrote uh, on on my website, Rockstar Brewer, one of the things I said was read the entry booklet, and mm. we just didn't do that, so that was a bit daft. When you say um, we, you mean you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. And um, <laughs> so, um, uh, but just to, just from from my memory, yeah, that est- that that fruity estuary, a little bit of banana character is actually quite synonymous with Australian pale ale. If you ever have a Cooper's pale or Cooper's sparkling, mm. definitely in there. But what it doesn't have is that spicy phenolic. Yeah. Therefore, it's kind of like close, but no. Nah. And it actually suited uh, Saison uh, much, much better. Because we, we entered Beach House last year mm. into we the ARBAs. as well? Or? No. No, just Beachy. And 30 Cal. Uh, and we entered Beach House under the French-Belgian Saison. Mm. And we got a bronze medal for it. it. The beer was about four months old, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and the notes that we got back were... Um, it was too hoppy for a saison because we do dry hop beach house. Um, we've since backed that off mm-hmm. and changed the hops that we use. So we use a lot more Nelson Savin, which has that white wine character, which is kind of a bit more on par with the saison flavour rather than the fruitiness from like Citra and the other hops that we were using. And the other comment was about the tartness. It wasn't tart enough, yeah. um, which was. Mm. A little thing to do with our, our pH and, and something else we've been working on yep. this year. So hopefully we can do a bit better. Mm. But we're also going to potentially have the problem that this beer will be pretty old as well, right? Not pretty or- old at all. Like, uh, and oh. the good thing about a Saison, it is a beer that's more likely last to better, last. Yeah. Um, so not all beers have to be drunk fresh. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, if, you, if you're listening and you want to have a look at what, what we've... Um, um, categorise this beer as for ARBAs. It's called the BA style is classic French and Belgian style saison is the mm. name of it. Read that style guideline. Go and buy a, a beach house <laughs> and um, and tell us what you think. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where we put that one. What's the next one, Eddie? Uh, pale ale is what mm. I've got on there. Yep. So, so I don't know if we're talking about. Yeah, go for it. We're not, we're not talking. 
Are we talking? Well, we fun, we drank. We I tried bit of fun um, as part of this analyzing for style guidelines, but we we knew that we weren't going to be submitting bit of fun because we have a new pale ale coming out. Yeah. Oh, we allowed to talk about it. We can. We just oh, did. Because yes. <laughs> this isn't actually live. <laughs> put this out after we've told everyone we're okay. doing the beer. Uh, true. <laughs> All right, new pale ale, new beer, very exciting. But I, th- I think the category we've got here is for bit of fun. We did, category, we yeah. did run through bit of fun. Bit of fun was a tricky one. Um, and, yeah, that was a tricky one because... It didn't quite fit the mould of any particular style really well. There was always one shortcoming on the style guidelines. So, the, the, so I think that's a good move that we're not entering that beer yeah, this year. Because the options for that beer would have been American pale ale, International style pale ale, or maybe session IPA. Is that that's New Australian. World pale ale? Uh, and there's Australian, there's New World pale ale. Like there was a, yeah. quite a few, but n- none of them really hit the mark with bit of fun. And what about with the pale? Is that closer to one in particular? Well, we hope so, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we, this is going to be an interesting one because it's mm. actually you, you, you're going to categorise a beer before you've actually made it. Yeah. Uh, commercially, uh, I'm sure you've made pilot batches or you made we the variant of this beer before. It. Before then, though, won't we? That's the 25th. Yeah, we brought we will, Thursday. Yeah. yeah, we'll have a good idea. Yeah. We'll have, have a, a really idea. good idea we'll on how this beer tastes. bitterness, hop yeah. aroma. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be pretty close to done, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good enough to, to pigeonhole it into a mm. style guideline. So we don't really know which one, what that's going to be yet. So yeah. that's a bit of a TBA. Yeah. But the beauty mm. of that is it's going to be really fresh. It's really mm. important when, you, when you're entering AIBA is that um, just because you you, one of your core range beers says American Pale Ale. It just says Pale Ale. Don't just assume that it's going to be an American Pale Ale because American Pale Ales are actually quite a lot darker in colour. They're like, mm. like almost like a, a golden a to almost like a yeah. just hints of copper in them. And a lot of crystal malt as well. And also you think about the quintessential absolutely to style American Pale Ale, which is Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Nevada Pale Ale. Mm. And go and drink that. And if your mm. beer's not like got that. Cascade hops in exactly. it. Exactly. It, what's that, that's what's what the is. beers that typically win, win gold in that category? Sierra Nevada Pale Ale usually in always the does. Uh, in American Pale Ale? Um, Hop Hog. Yeah. Hop Hog. I oh, say so it's not IPA. Yeah, it's, it's, no, no, it's strong no. Okay. American. No. So, um, no, Hop Hog is actually American Pale Ale. Ah. It's 5.6%. So um, this is a thing that happened a few years ago. Um, Hop Hog, I think it was 2009 or 2010, um, Hop Hog was winning um, champion pale ale and also champion beer, I think, at one one year as well. Hmm. And that was when they had the old green label and it said India pale ale and a picture of hmm. the, the, the feral hog and, um, and Hop Hog and... Um, there was a lot of um, a very vocal minority were complaining, going, and because it won champion, it won as it was entered as an as an as an American pale ale, and it's a cracking American pale ale because it's all North American hops. It really suits the style very well. The colour is absolutely spot on. Uh, ABV is it's five point six percent, and there was a very vocal minority who complained, probably to the RASV, saying, uh, that, but it says India pale ale on the label. Well, that's irrelevant. If you look at a lot, because I was looking at a lot of the awards from last year, because we're looking at that New World Pale Ale category, and they're all over the place. Like some of them are IPA, some of them are Aussie Pale Ales, mm. some of them say New World Pale Ale. Yeah, rarely. That's right. But you think back in back in two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, these classes didn't exist, and oh. that's and that's the thing that's changed in the last sort of six or seven years, 
is the New World style pale ales and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, they, they all used exist. to be just called IPAs. Yeah, right. And now it's like, well, there's actually <coughs> strong ales, there's IPAs, there's New World, there's all these different mm. variants and they kind of need their own style. You know, IPA, IPA uh, is quite easy way to, to determine if something is an IPA starts at 6.3% ABV. Yeah, that seems weird. I think we yeah. talked about this in the last podcast because a lot of the, most of the IPAs I can think of are, are under that. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But so since then, what they've done is they they have this new um, style class called American style strong pale ale, which is where you're going to see things like well, I think thanks Captain Obvious went into there. Mm. Um, pretty much every brewery does yeah. a, 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 that in that sort of five point. Seven yeah. to six point two in that no man's land between American Pale yeah. Ale and IPA. That's where something the, in there. The best ones are. Yeah, and and yeah. from a sales point of view, you know, you want to call it an India Pale Ale because people, people know want. what yeah. India Pale Ale That's is. Right. You're not going to say strong American Pale. No, no. It, people all the say, other words oh, you just said. It's easiest. I want an yeah. IPA. Mm. <laughs> all right. So what was, so what was next? So we so we don't know about the Pale Ale, but we've got we'll find out. We've got ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, code Red. So we classified that into as a. Double red ale. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, oh, really? I, I was like, uh, I, initially, I was like um, American style amber mm. red ale, um, and reading it, and, and I was reading the style guideline, and I'm like, oh, this, it's got a lot of dry hop character, so it's quite resinous, and and I went, everything but that is saying American pale, uh, American style amber, and then Govzy said. It's double red ale, and mm. I looked at the, the the style guideline for that. Yeah, ABV spot on. It says resinous notes. It's the colours right. Everything's right, and I went <laughs> bang on. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That was feeling pretty good about that one. That's feeling a, really good. Like it was. Yeah, I found that. Like, I went through a couple of others, and the same thing. I was like, no, not quite. And then I saw double red ale, and it just felt like I was reading the description for Code for Red beer, or yeah. my interpretation of it anyway. Sweet. Um, so, that's actually that's we're gonna a have, really good fit. We're gonna have a really fresh batch of that coming through just before the awards mm. as well. So that's giving us a good chance. Yeah, um, and it's also going to be the third, third batch this year that we've done it. So, yeah, this is a, which gives me a bit more, and it gets better every time. This is a really, yeah, I've been making it, little tweaks to it each time. Let me let me read this the, the actual style note out, and it and it so perfectly describes Code Red. It's not funny. So it goes: Double Red Ale is a deep amber to dark copper reddish brown. Tick. A small amount of chill haze is allowable at cold temperatures. Sure. Uh, fruity ester aroma is medium. That's probably going to come from your hops. Uh, hop aroma is high, arising from any variety of hops. Medium to medium high caramel malt or, uh, character is present. Low to medium biscuit or toasted characters may also be present. Hop flavor is high. We see we're ticking lots of boxes here. Hop flavor is high and balanced with other beer characters. Hop bitterness is high to very high. Alcohol content is medium to high. Complex alcohol flavors may be evident. Fruity ester flavors are medium. Diacetyl should not be perceived. Diacetyl is butterscotch. Body is medium to full. That beer ticks literally all of those boxes. Mm. What's the, What do they mean by alcohol, medium to high or whatever the words were? I think it's 6.2 or something. Like yeah, six, so six, if we six, have six, a look two. here mm. at ABV is 6.1 to 7.9% ABV. Oh, okay. So you're, so you're on the lower end of that. Big but, ones. But, um, yeah, yeah we're, we're, like that's going to be a lot of... Red IPAs are going to be yeah. entered into that category. Yeah. Um, and 
having the awards just you know coming into the end of autumn it's the time when a lot of brewers are going to be brewing that style so i imagine there's going to be a lot of entries mm. if you want to drink if you if you want to take it back a notch and look at an american style amber ale so like not not the double variant of it um and something that is absolutely just style and well made and uh ticks all the boxes for that style go and drink a two bird sunset ale because it's won gold medals and mm. trophies and that mm. sort of thing as mm. that style Cool. All right. What was the next one? Um, Lay Day. So that was a tricky one. Lay Lay Day is an interesting one because it's a beer that we just kind of cobbled together um, over summer with with great expectations, but certainly not brewing it to any style Mm. um, or any intention for it to be a particular style. It was a a lager that we brewed with oats and flaked wheat um, and lots of kiwi and American hops. And how many options were there for the style it could have gone oh, into? Oh, was that? This American was really style Pilsner, yeah. German style Pilsner, international style. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was another one where it was like... <laughs> lots of different things. 90% of the boxes, but not all of them. Yeah. Um, and some of it comes down to in the style guidelines. A lot of the descriptors will be maybe present, um, which is you need to understand that it doesn't have to be mm. <laughs> maybe present but then did like, the judges see that and well you need to hope that the judges understand yeah. that it's not required yeah. of that style you're taking more of a gamble if you're better off to take everything yeah um, beach house is a big one the saison character style like you can have lots of brett and funky flavors and sourness and tartness all these things that we don't have in beach house but every one of those is a maybe o- present. Mm. Yeah. yeah so is this one we probably won't enter Late A. What was the class we gave it? Uh, we went 3C New World Lager based on oh. international style Pilsner. Ah, yeah. okay. So this is it's an interesting one because it's lagers are really interesting because, you know, there's lots of different variants of it, but when you bring in the New World hops and, and that sort of thing, it really changes things. And um, so... What we've done with this one is we've put it in what's called an an other, a specialty other class, which means that you have to specify a base style. So what, what we've what, done that with everything that, almost, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, well, what, so so what is the other? Mean? So it means that you're entering a beer. There's actually classes for stuff that doesn't fit into other classes, oh, right, okay. right? And so if you enter into the other class so that we've got a new world lager or as other international style pilsner mm. but then you have to yeah you get you get two th- two things happen firstly you have to mention the base style so you actually have to it might be out of specification for one of the listed styles but you have, but to, you have to refer one? to one oh, okay and then yep. the benefit of going into the other classes you actually when you enter you get the brewer's notes and so when you get the brewer's notes, that's the brewer's opportunity to actually write some words that the judges will actually mm, see okay. to mm. say, this is the base style, here's why it's different. Yep. Yeah. So I think we actually wrote, what were the words we wrote around that? We actually said what we what I didn't write what the brewer's notes. <laughs> I, I think I wrote it down. You're fired. Um, and, you wrote the um, I wrote the category. And so um, this is probably, an, we probably said base style, international style, Pilsner, Pilsner brewed with oats and flaked wheat and yeah. New World hops. Yeah, mm. right. That's what you're, you're allowed to say that, and then 
you know, as a judge, you, you, you sit there and you get the beer and you go, right, well, I know what to expect there. I know they've referred to a base style. I can pull out that, that, tasting, that, that mm. tasting note. But they're I not can, expecting it to follow. They yeah. don't expect it to follow it. Yeah. But they're still looking for things like um, any, any major faults and that sort of yeah. thing. But you've given the judge a little bit of permission to go, right, here's something I've made an interpretation of. Please evaluate it against what I say my interpretation is. Mm. Works well with a lot of lot of beers and will we have that to send yeah that goes Later? in when you no the actual the beer. beer oh right yeah well we're probably what two a week that's you know a couple of these are going to be we're going to make a call on we, we won't know before we submit yeah. um yeah. based on will we have i think fresh we will we will but these, yeah. these are the ones that we've shortlisted based on our pr- projections now oh okay right yeah uh next one's pink mist so we went with a fruit-based style Belgian beer. Yeah, there was a couple of options there. Yeah, there I had Belgian fruit, and then there was a fruit wheat style. And fruit wheat. I think yeah, we came back to the Belgian style. The Belgian, Belgian style, style fruit, fruit beer. beer. Yeah, because it specifically had those saison yeast character. That's right. That yeah. was typical of the style. That wasn't specific in the fruit wheat. Yeah. And mm. and color wise, that the the style said should pick up some of the color of the fruit that's been mm. infused into the into the beer as well, and we had an art a little bit about those the two possibilities there, but yeah. then at the end of the day, it was just like the words just seemed to match that Belgian it style. Sounds fruit. right. <laughs> it sounds right. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we just we'll threw seventy it. kilo of raspberry. Yeah, into Hendo walked in the latest mid, batch. Yeah. So the colors while there. we were um, pinking the mist, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So was it, was it, could it have gone into a normal Saison category or was no. it? No, no, the fruit. Because the colour's all off. Yeah. Yeah. So there you, are. You could cat- go into like another other fruit style and we could try right. to describe But we felt like it fit. Yeah, Belgian it sounds fruit. Right. Next. Uh, eggnog stout. The oh. nog. Oh, that was the nog. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we, um, so we settled on herb and spice beer 19A. With the base style, the robust porter. Yeah, that was cool. Even the, this is another one of those ones where it's uh, where we said um, uh, it's got a different class that that it goes into rather than what's on the label. So there's a class for herb and spice beer, which um, the, the the actual the, the 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 style notes for that are very open and very broad. Because it actually mentions things like colour can be pale to dark, and, <laughs> you know, bitterness can be low to high, and aroma can be low to high, and it's just like it's just a big just catch all, mm. right? And um, so this is where you, you you specify your base style, and that's where it becomes really important because that gives the judges um, the, the 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 knowledge to or the, to, to refer them to right. Let's instead of being bitterness low to high. I'm going to narrow it down to this. Mm. And so we went robust porter and not stout. Um, mm. So, and the notes that we would have written in that, it would have Something been to do robust with porter brewed with uh, what are the spices in it again? Vanilla, brandy. cinnamon, nutmeg, nutmeg, and so brandy. What, and brandy. It, what was the reason for going to that? Okay, so the difference between a, a porter and a stout, why it's a porter, is it doesn't have those astringent burnt roast characteristics. Yeah, okay. Okay, mm. that that are that a typical dry Irish stout mm. has. So when it's got when it's a softer variant of that, like it's chocolate and cocoa and yeah. that sort of thing, without that burnt astringency, that's a porter. Yeah, mm. 
And so, um, you know, another example where something that you think is a stout but it's actually a porter, uh, you have a look at the, uh, I think it was uh, Feral Boris, mm. and um, it says Imperial Stout on the bottle, but it actually won all of its accolades as mm. an Imperial Porter. Yeah. Well, I guess stouts are, it's a more marketable term, I, I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. Like IPA. Yeah. You know, people just understand what an, no what an Imperial Stout is. Yeah. Um, it just happens just to means be one black. that yeah. Exactly. It's, just, it's black, but it's very, like Boris is, 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 is very, it's much softer. It's like, you know, it doesn't have that burn astringency and it is an Imperial Porter and it's a very good one too. Mm. And so hence, you know, with eggnog, um, you know, it, it's a great porter. It's a great robust porter. And so if you can say to a judge, this is a great robust porter, and they're going to look at that style guide on and they go, yep, there's no burn astringency mm. here, but I get the cinnamon and nutmeg and vanilla and brandy because that'll be on the note that goes with yeah, it. The yep. judges will see it's going to tick all those boxes. That's, yeah. a, that's a good thing. Sweet. Sounds good. Any more? No, that's all we've that's got. That's it. Oh, cool. Mm. How, so how is that, like five or six or...? Six. Six? Yeah, six. So that's six beers we're entering. We also have the opportunity to enter into both keg and yeah. packaged, um, depending on whether we feel that the beer will hold up well in both or either. So we should have got notes pale in cans. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've got notes here to do pack and keg for pale ale. Beach house, because I think we all agree that it holds up It'll quite hold up. well. Yeah. Eggnog Eggno will hold up well. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's a good way to test our bottling that's right procedures mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and code red because it'll be fresh as fuck yeah so so that, that'll just be bottles so they're also additional entries so that's what another three yep so that's that's nine beer, beer <laughs> 175 bucks a pop yeah <laughs> start saving now um, and the media and then we have the media awards so this this year will be the first time we're eligible yeah, to enter so our book yeah which is exciting that's good mm. And we can enter this very podcast. Yeah. Like, I think no, last we can't. I think, oh, I think we can't? the time frame is... I don't remember, but I remember last year we couldn't enter our most recent stuff, which was actually our best stuff. The book, definitely. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the cutoff. It might be like June to December or something. It, was, it wasn't... So we can enter last year's podcast. We can enter anything from last year, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on any of this, but I think it might cut us off. At yeah, I remember, I remember thinking we had more to enter. Mm. Um, I don't know yeah. if a book's been entered we'll, before. But we can enter the book we can for enter sure, the book. and we will, <laughs> and we will, <laughs> and the branding award as well. We want to enter too with all the packaging we're doing for the cartons, yeah, and cans. So, so that's a lot of, a lot of entries last year. So. Yeah, with Golden Era can was yeah, it? that's right, yeah. Mm. and and the carton outer yeah. and that sort of thing as well. So mm. it's interesting either that, that that lots of different things around beer get evaluated so i think it's cool like yeah, that's as interesting to me as the as the product personally because it's mm. kind of my world yep yeah that's awesome so that's pretty much where we're at and so we'll get those entries in right on we'll enter on the right on the 25th or whatever the last day is there because you'll have some idea as to mm. what the production schedule is going to be and then and then it just comes down to the next step after that is um getting the beers that need to be fresh out of the tank packaged really really well and treat mm. them very delicately um as you normally do um and getting them out the door at the last minute and on the road as quickly as possible could be a road trip could be <laughs> <laughs> all right sounds good um, and, and we'll so yeah. we should get together then probably be just before we do that maybe yeah because we have we have specific on. goals for this aibas mm. um this year and we're we're hoping to win 
at, at least one gold, that'd be nice. One gold would be good. And mm. if we can win something else, then it potentially makes us eligible for yeah. a, a champion bureau. Yeah, I, I always approach, you know, every every time I enter, um, you know, you, you get to awards night and for a few years I was, like, always getting my hopes up and getting really disappointed mm. and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and learning about the judging process has really helped to sort of take away that getting your hopes up about how well your beer is going to do. It's just like, you know what? I submitted these beers, you know, at the time, you know, three or four weeks ago. I brewed them, you know, up, up to a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, well, I, there's nothing I can do to change it. So mm. the best times I've had where I've just gone out, gone there, gone to the dinner with no expectations and gotten very drunk. Usually the tin is <laughs> of KBS before you go in. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty handy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the and it's the pointy end of Good Beer Week as yeah. well because, you know, I start Good Beer Week very quiet and, and, and very subdued and then I finish with a crescendo, and, <laughs> uh, which, which always starts with nice. beer awards on the Thursday night and that's usually an all-nighter and then gabs all weekend and, and fr- the Friday on Good Beer Week. If you ever see me on a Friday during Good Beer Week on Gab's opening day, Good luck. Do you have a morning thing? Last caps, you and me. Was that? The, no, yeah, we, that's we, right. Weren't we so in we, the carousel we, for we like did, forty yeah, minutes? We, we, we did. So basically, uh, when we did that, when it was you and me, and I think it was uh, Brendan Barris and and Jamie Cook from Stone and Wood, mm. we were like, um, I'd been at Divi Deluxe until five thirty yeah, in the morning. Same. I went home, got showered, maybe had maybe thirty five minutes sleep, and then got back up. We're back in there for nine o'clock. Yeah, or it was something fucking early because I was late. <laughs> and then as soon as you walk in there, you're still half charged because it's been a big night. Yeah. And the hands are fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you sit there drinking beers. This is great. And then, <laughs> then, then just Uber it up to to Gabs and no, but and then there was the tasting. The um oh the AIBA tasting as yeah. well yeah the, I don't even know where that was it was around was the corner the somewhere Young across Jackson, the road wasn't it yeah usually ah oh, no we went there no, as well the, that, the was rowing, <laughs> that was different that's, that's yeah so that was a it's actually point a really good thing. thing actually I'd, I'd encourage um, any listeners or you know professional uh, brewers and that sort of thing if you um, you know to a enter your beers b go to the gala dinner on the thursday night it's it's a, it's it's really like the logies for brewers mm. it's a hell of a lot of fun it's good and it's the only time you'll catch me wearing a suit um, not me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this not year maybe this suit. year oh really no, i didn't yeah, last year okay. i will this year and then um uh and then um c go to the um the uh, tasting which is usually on the friday after um, 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 around uh, mid-morning lunchtime and that sort of thing, uh, where they actually bring out a lot of the all of the gold medal exhibits for you to try. They yeah, say, that was, this that is was the phenomenal. One the gold medal. And it, just get a get a good idea and you know take one of your own beers there and just do it as a side by side thing and just learn from it. Mm. You know, it's just and the beers they had there, like I was just following people around who actually knew what they were doing. I think I was just following Matt from Brewski, Matt Emerson around. He's like, fuck, try this, try this. Is like getting all these like thirteen percent. Imperial stouts and shit, and I'm like, shit. See, the difference there, so I I, I might go to it this year. I haven't been in the last couple of years um, because I usually have Gab's Gab's commitments and that sort of thing. But um, um, I'd like to go because, you know, as a a judge, you never see the labels. Yeah. And you don't – and the same as everybody else, you don't find out what's won gold medals until the awards, Ah, when they hand you the book. So judges don't even know. And Mm. um, so, um, you know, everything's all kept – 
really tightly under wraps is a really well-run competition. So uh, to go and actually, you know, you, you do remember judging some of the classes, you do remember handing out gold medals and you don't know what beer it is. Mm. And then you go and try and you go, yeah, was, that's awesome. Would you remember though, what, would you put the two together? Uh, so to give you an example, um, was judging like Rauk Maybach or something <laughs> like that. And it's a really long descriptive um, style note and it mm. says things like you know the color is you know golden to light amber and um, and one thing that really caught my um, caught my attention was um, the 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 smoke flavor can give, uh, can can um, be reminiscent of nutmeg and I'm smelling this beer and I'm tasting this beer and I'm reading this very long style note and it's, uh, nutmeg and I'm like fucking nutmeg (laughs) this beer was just ticking all these boxes right and it was just absolutely amazing i gave it like a 18 and a half out of 20 it was just superb really really awesome well-made beer and um the and and so and and the table ended up giving it a gold medal i went well that's not really a style of beer i actually drink that much Mm. and i was really blown away by how well made and how much to style this beer was and just curious you get to the awards night and i'm flicking through the book and i wonder wonder what that beer was because that was actually really cool um and it was slinkella yeah yeah it was the beer that was the style and i was like all right that's good (laughs) you know so um yeah good times we're gonna have to put some effort into our notes then based on what you just said because you did read them Oh no! Well, this is the this is the um, that was uh, with that particular beer that was reading the actual BA style note. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, so not the not the notes, not the, the brewer's brewer. note. No, oh no. wow! Okay, it's only in, it's very rare that uh, you, you're you know as a brewer you're going to be able to communicate through that mm. description. Thing. Yeah, if you enter an American Pale Ale or an IPA or whatever, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to see. Yeah, see anything? No, yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, cheers for that. No worries. Cool. Get back on the mic in probably a month from now, and when we enter the beers, and we probably yeah. What are we? What can we talk about? Lots of different stuff. Yeah, maybe we can do a a Q and A type thing too. If people have questions of you or questions of us, answer some of those on the air before we update people on what we're doing. Yeah, sounds good. Right, awesome. Cheers for listening, guys. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Have fun.